Hi, it's Clyde Yancey here for Trials and PIs on theheart.org. I'm at the 2011 American College of Cardiology meeting and we have the privilege of discussing the late-breaking clinical trials with the principal investigators. Delighted that right now I'm joined by Mike Linkoff, who's here from the Cleveland Clinic. Mike has done a really important study here trying to identify whether or not there are newer agents or adjunctive therapies that can minimize the risk of injury during the time of an acute MI when one is undergoing percutaneous coronary revascularization for those purposes. So this is a very important question and it's certainly a pursuit that we need to continue. So Mike, delighted you're here. Let's start from the very beginning. Your study protection AMI. What was the premise? Give us the biology of the new drug. What was the point and how did you do this? The study was designed to try to identify if this agent would reduce reperfusion injury following primary percutaneous coronary intervention. So delta PKC has been uh, implicated in mitochondrial injury during ischemia reperfusion cycles and apoptosis or necrosis. Uh, Delcasertib, which was the agent that was studied, is part of a class of agents that are very potent um, but also very selective inhibitors of the various forms of uh, PKC, and this is delta PKC. And we're talking about protein kinase. Protein kinase, correct. So uh, in animal models, this agent uh, reduced infarct size substantially, and in a small uh, phase 2A study mm -hmm. of about 150 patients in a dose escalation fashion appeared to reduce myocardial injury as uh, measured by myocardial enzymes or continuous ECG. So this was a, a larger scale phase 2B study of approximately 1,000 patients randomized to placebo or one of three escalated doses of adelcasertib. Uh, given intravenously prior to and for a several hours after primary percutaneous coronary intervention. The primary endpoint of the study was the area under curve for CKMB as a measure of infarct size, and secondary endpoints included ST segment resolution by continuous 24-hour ECG monitoring, and then at three months, uh, ejection fraction is measured by MUGA and a number of other biomarkers. The, uh, the uh, trial was conducted internationally, it was about 18, uh, 18 countries, and um, the full uh, patient population was enrolled. The results of the study actually showed no difference, though, that the drug did not influence the uh, degree of myocardial necrosis overall uh, following percutaneous coronary intervention. So the CKMB endpoint, the continuous ECG monitoring, and the uh, MUGA uh, ejection fraction three months were not different. There was a subgroup that had been um, previously, uh, prospectively defined, that was which patients came into the cath lab with a closed artery, because you could hypothesize that the artery was already open before you had PCI, that the reperfusion injury would have already happened. Right. And about two-thirds of patients had TIMI 01 flow. In that group, there was a, a, a soft trend toward improvement in enzyme uh, elevation, uh, although that was a subgroup and it didn't reach statistical significance. But it does suggest that there may be some biological activity of the drug and that, again, the, the, the concept of reperfusion injury, which remains to be validated, uh, may well be uh, important. So, no, Michael, this field is very interesting and, as you've experienced, very frustrating yes. because some people have tried um, ischemic preconditioning to see if that would be a way to minimize the injury. Some have tried free radical scavengers. Some have even suggested that statin therapy would be an excellent choice, yes. thinking about the pleomorphic properties there. But nevertheless, we're still looking for what is the appropriate additional or adjunctive therapy that can minimize injury during this very critical time period. And then even more provocatively, is there not some purpose for the injury vis-a-vis -vis the remodeling and healing process? Oh, so we're still yeah. thinking about how much of that process should we retard? So your data are informative even if the study was negative because at least we know that route is not 
the most productive route for us. Yes. So in terms of what we should tell our viewership, at the setting of acute PCI for AMI, um, standard of care? Yeah, at this point, standard of, standard of care. And the standard of care has gotten very good, which is why I think it's become even more important to try to make some inroads into reperfusion injury. You know, we reperfuse now typically door to balloon less than an hour. We do so with 90 plus percent rates of mm -hmm. complete flow and very low rates of reclusion. So if we're going to make progress in reducing late heart failure after MI, we, we're going to have to try to, to make inroads into this process. So, Mike, you just gave the correct take home message that basically standard of care that is evidence-based and guideline-driven really is the way that we should do this. And there's no reason to deviate from what it is we're doing because if we do it well, we really can do it very well. Right. This is Clyde Yancey at the 2011 American College of Cardiology meeting discussing trials and PIs with the principal investigators that are bringing forth the most provocative new information at this meeting. I hope that this discussion has been informative for you. We're delighted that you have tuned in and we hope that you'll continue to follow along as we discuss the important late-breaking clinical trials here at the ACC meeting.